the Daily Ding. I'm Zach Harper, joined by Black Trey. We got Rob Lopez on the ones and twos, pushing all the buttons. We got all kinds of stuff. We're going to have Ethan Sherwood Strauss from the Athletics talk a little Warriors drama. We got a, a close one in L.A. between the Spurs and the Clippers. We got a blowout in Denver. We got still more drama in the Bay. And, oh, man, it's spilled into Houston tonight, Trey, because the Rockets win 107-86 destroyed them after the first quarter just absolutely destroyed them draymond green returns from his suspension uh he scored zero points in this game kevin durant had 20 uh post game kevin durant said don't ask him about draymond green draymond says they're still going to win the title according to anthony slater having another game to play and having some dialogue how do you characterize how things are with you and draymond? don't ask me about that again Seth Curry still out. The Warriors could not hit shots. The Rockets could hit shots. Uh, this is a this was a beating train. Do you think this was you know a carryover from the Draymond suspension, all that drama going on, or was it just a random game? Um, I don't think it was a carryover, but it's definitely like a looming attitude. Um, I don't think that. I mean, they just shot bad, and it's rare that they're you know only going to make three three pointers, especially this team who shoots very well from the beyond the arc. Um, but you know, on the positive side, the Rockets is getting it rolling. So good yeah, for they them. Look, they, they look good. The no Carmelo Anthony era is, is at least treating them well because the, the defenses look better. The offense has been struggling, but it looked good tonight. Uh, Eric Gordon, you know, finally, finally seemed to get going. James Harden had a nice game. Chris Paul was filling up the stat sheet, Clint Capella in his limited minutes. Uh, cause they were blowing him out. Like he, you know, he had a double double, like at least they seemed a little bit more like the Rockets tonight. Uh, yeah, a little bit. They did seem like it, you know, um, but shout outs to Melo, man. I, I feel like we've been bullying Melo enough this past week. Um, you know, hopefully this isn't the end of his career and that he can find a new landing spot. Um, I've seen some reports about the Puerto Rican national team reaching out to him. I think that's very disrespectful. Um, but to say the least, you know, uh, it was out of respect. You know what I mean? I would, I would hate to see Melo get DMPs, you know, just let him go and let him figure out what he wants to do uh, moving along. Um, yeah. But maybe, goal- maybe he can find, maybe he can find a place in Philly, Miami, you know, find somewhere. Yeah. Where, I mean, but, he's, but he's I mean, got to still- accept a role. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I don't even think it's at this point of accepting a role because he's already came off the bench. And I think he's, he like reality is hit for him at this point. It's now, do you really want to chase this? It's not chasing a ring. It's like, do you still have love for the game? And does the game have love for you? And at this point, I think it, a lot of uh, media outlets and, and, and people, well, the fans got love. I mean, uh, the players got love for him. But, you know, the fans and the, the media outlet has, has kind of did a heel turn on Melo, which, I mean, it's not like we're bullying because the proof's in the pudding. He hasn't been playing well. Yeah, he's been bad. He's been bad, but you want to you want to feel sorry for this guy because you know genuinely he's a good guy, and you know it's just it's a it's a tough it's a tough pill to swallow. You know, Father Tom is undefeated, um, and everybody had a suggestion you know for him, but I think Melo would best know what he should do in the next couple of months. Uh, on the Warriors' end of it, just a bad game overall from from just about everyone. Like you said, they yeah. couldn't really hit shots. Um, I do wonder, like, it's Draymond's not a scorer by any means, but coming off the suspension, having zero points, what, he took a handful of shots at the most. Like, 
he, he wasn't looking to score. He doesn't normally look to score, but it, I don't know. It was a different vibe tonight. Yeah. Well, it was one of those situations of like, okay, you know how you're like, I don't annoyed. think Kobe Bryant, this thing, right? Like I don't Absol- think it's like no, a game no, no, seven no. proven a point thing, but he was, he wasn't as aggressive as you would expect, at least just on the offensive end in any aspect. He definitely didn't try to pull a Kobe. Um, in this situation, he was super passive. I think it was trying to clear the air, but it also kind of reversed in a negative way. I don't yeah. think there's going to be any new drama. And I don't think that we're going to see another game like this where they shoot bad. But the idea of Draymond only taking three shots when normally he's effective from a trail three or being active. I mean, 23 minutes played. I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm looking down the line, Clay going five for 16. Like, yeah, he was bad. Like, you know, I mean, every, everyone was bad. Was everyone bad was game. bad down the line, you know, and then also, you know, different guys were just getting getting looks. And this team is not as great without their catalyst, Steph Curry. So Yeah, and he's um, uh, he's still out. He's going to be reexamined in about 10 days, I believe. And uh, and they can win without him, but he is the system, and he's he's what makes them go. I think it's certain teams, Zach, to be honest. When when they're faced upon teams that actually kind of get up for them, they're, they're easy to they're, – they're, there's a chance that they may lose the game um, just because they're, like, not easily motivated or that they're out of sync without Steph because there's more ISO KD and the looks aren't as fluid. And then uh, also, you know, guys just are not clicking. So there it is. Hashtag Steph better. All right, listeners, FanDuel is the spot. You can join us every Wednesday on the back-to-back Wednesday challenge. It's going to be very simple. You're going to go to FanDuel.com slash B2B. You're going to you're going to sign up. You're going to put five dollars in your account. They're going to match it with five dollars. That puts ten dollars in your account Now you can come play with us. You can come challenge us. But there are limited spots each week. Uh, Listeners get to join us every Wednesday. And last week we had uh, we had Matt and AQ join or that was the the week before he won the contest he got to join we had rich guns join he won the contest the week before that he got to come on you get to come on to any ctd show you want you can come on the mailbag you get to talk your you know talk your trash that you won and you're better than all of us so go ahead to go to fanduel.com slash b2b join us on the wednesday challenge and uh, and take everybody down all right, we need five minutes with an expert, and there is no greater expert on the Golden State Warriors than one Ethan Strauss of The Athletic. Go to theathletic.com slash back-to-back. Back, number two, back again. You get, uh, you know, 40% off, two ninety nine a month. Can't beat that. You get to read Ethan every day, every single day, and check out his picks. Ethan, a huge blow-up, and we're recording this before the Warriors-Rockets game Thursday night, but we're going to have it on there after the game. So going into this game, what is the tenor of this of this Draymond KD. Is it finally squashed or is it still festering? All is well, citizens. I think that's the, uh, the, the general vibe of it. And I apologize for sounding like Patty and Selma. I do. I sound, I sound awful. That's what I do. Look, I, my voice is a finely tuned instrument and I like Mm. to match it to the state of the warriors just to convey to the customer exactly what's going on. So Based on this, you can get an idea of what things are like. Look, from what I heard, my secret, my secret sources, because Ooh, I'm break not some in, news. Break some news. I, I, I'm not in Houston. I mean, it, look, it's not too newsy. Just that the general vibe, the show of it, the all is well, Draymond talking to KD, it had the feeling of being a bit manufactured. 
That, that, that's all I'm going to say because I wasn't there. So I don't want to say too much, but that's just what I'm hearing. And look, I found it a very, I, I always love that trick, you know, of, uh, when the, when there's some controversy and the guy says, look, I'm just going to give my statement on this and I'm not going to answer any more questions about it. I always like that trick. And, and we, as oh, idiots, it's such a, people, it's such a, it's such an evil trick. We as idiot media people just accept people. Oh, okay. Like, no, we, we should just not accept that. Premise no, you should just keep asking fire. him. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's your job. Your job is to keep asking him. Like if, if LeBron was like, I'm only going to talk about this finals loss once and we're never going to talk about it again. Like, no, that's not how that works. Yeah. You can't, you can't just make the rules like that. Look, yeah. you've, you've got your places for that. You've got players tribute. You've got uninterrupted. Um, you but, can say uh, that, but, but with this Draymond Katie stuff, this didn't happen because of the Clippers game, right? No, like this has been going on since last season, maybe before that. But last season, there were, you know, there were rumors coming out of that locker room that things weren't great. David West made comments about it. Like this is a thing that's been there for a while. Yeah, there was a prologue to this certainly, um, and maybe this will be the end of it. Maybe he's been going at KD, and this shows that there are real consequences if you really go at him. But I, I, I suspect what will happen is they might settle into something of a routine for a while, and it's hard when you've got when 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 wounds get created, um, and you might have a nice conversation, you might find a, a way to work past it, but. Uh, eventually that all gets ripped open again. It just feels like that tends to happen in human relationships. I'm not saying anything about this one in particular, but I would at least predict that for a stretch for a time, you know, it will be, it, it will be quashed a little bit. It's just funny. I usually, I think there's this fan media dynamic because media does descend on drama and try to milk it for, uh, for, for content and whatnot. And so fans will often push back and they'll say, you know, you're making too much of this. I saw some fans doing it after this, but like, it was like their heart wasn't even in it. Like, <laughs> like they couldn't even fake it. <laughs> yeah, that's, a, I mean, that's the thing is like, it, it's all, it's all quash and it's all going to be not a thing anymore until the next thing happens in a game. And then we're going to dissect it. Oh, did you see the look KD gave Draymond? Oh, what did Draymond? Let's read some lips. Yeah. Let's read some lips. And well, you're usually, you're usually on team panic. Oh, I, I am on team panic. I would do crazy things if I was running this team. You know, I don't think the Warriors are inclined to do crazy, crazy things, but I would take big risks. I'd be, I mean, look, a lot of it's hard to uh, project. You know, people are looking at it as what placates KD, but there's the element of what does KD's agent want to do? You right. know, so, so I don't know. But if I knew I could placate KD, I would just trade Draymond. I would just do that right now. If I knew that's what KD wanted, I would just do it because he's more important than what, than what Draymond brings to him. Or do you think there is a tipping point where Draymond will fall off and the, and it won't be worth it in that next contract Would those eventualities be mutually exclusive. So, you know, that's the, that that's the why it's the right. both. So, um, but again, it's, it's hard. Well, if you really want to be Machiavellian about it, if we want to get fanciful with it, and again, this is not the thinking of the warriors. This is just me, the evil genius, um, you know, puppeteering in my imagination. Sure. Um, you know, I, I say you, uh, you trade Draymond, everybody's angry at KD. He ran Draymond out of town. Maybe you don't win the championship, but guess what? You're the only you're the only team in the organization that can go. Hey, maybe we didn't win the championship. Eh, we won a bunch. Doesn't really matter that much. Everybody else will, would kill themselves to win it. So maybe you don't win it because of the whole Draymond mess. But now you've created a situation. You have done in poker, as Doyle Brunson said. You've put a man to a decision where yeah. it's it it's like, hey, you can leave. 
and have a whole other fan base, a bigger fan base furious at you for blowing up the situation after running a fan favorite out of town. And that can be part of your legacy as you go to the Knicks and you know, that, that will be what's, you know, chasing you into there and God help you. If it starts out shaky there, God help you, you know, that can be what you're doing or sign a long-term deal. Bygones yeah. be bygones. Lakers fans don't care that Kobe ran Shaq out of town. Doesn't right. matter. They're just happy. Let's, you forget about bring it. Bring the title back. It's fine. Yeah. Draymond who, you know, like, Oh, Katie, you committed to us for a few years. Boom. We're done. That's cool. That's cool. Those are your two. Hey, those are your options right there. You know, I, I, I think that's the Machiavellian way uh, to maximize the uncomfortability of, of Durant leaving would be to just deal Draymond now. So one, one last thing we're running. Ali just, Ali just said, I'd do it from across. Well, she do it. Day. Oh, if Ali's, if Ali's doing it, I'm, I'm in. Um, so one last thing I want to run past you is a tweet. I just came across from one Jarrett Jack. Mm-hmm. Um, he said, man, if y'all th- thought the league was in trouble before they're about to mess around and have AD KD and Braun all on the same team. Someone then retweeted or responded saying, you don't seriously believe that, do you? And he said in eight months, quote me. Wow. What? Quick reaction. 20 seconds. Reaction. Um, it's very top heavy in the front court. <laughs> That's what it is. This is a Dolly Parton front court. That's your reaction. Uh, We're going to end I it mean- there. I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, look, that, that, that's amazing if that happens, but it's just one of those what's in it for KD, I guess would be the only, uh, would be the other one. I just don't see what's in it for KD. Thunderstruck too. read, uh, read the athletic.com <laughs> and uh, check out the house of stress. Ethan, thank you. You're going to ma- remake the three amigos with those three. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The actual good game tonight was the, the Clippers beating the Spurs 116-111. Uh, Spurs have lost a few in a row now, and the Clippers Clippers are surging a little bit. Clippers look good. DeMar DeRozan had a good game. He had 34 points, six rebounds, five assists. He had a he had a crazy 360 layup that made Kevin Harlan go nuts as he went around Danilo Gallinari. DeRozan, oh, look at that! A pirouette! What did we just see? What a play by DeRozan! Uh, but he also had a couple of a couple of screw ups down the stretch. The Spurs just not executing late in games, and we saw a ridiculous three point shot by Lou Williams, which I guess we just got to be used to at this point. Uh, he had 21 off the bench. Uh, Danilo had tw- had 19 and six. Tobias Harris had 18 points. And Trey, this Clippers team just keeps rolling. Like they've been one. I wouldn't say a, like a surprise, but they've just been a nice bright spot so far. Like I've been saying, night in and night out, Doc Rivers. But also, this team actually likes each other. You know, you got the vet um, and selfless Lou Williams, you know, who comes off the bench and does what he has to do, puts his hard hat on. Um, SGA is, you know, continuing to grow under the under the helms of, you know, uh, Patrick Beverly. These guys are just rolling. You know, what I mean, like, and these are legit wins too. These are not. Oh yeah, some, absolutely. These are not shoe wins. So I mean. Uh, Doc is coaching his ass off. Uh, and one of their X factors right now, I hope this guy gets paid. Trez Harrell. He's he, so good right now. Oh man. Like I know we've, I know we've been on it and I know it's early. It's the first month of the season, but this dude is all over the place. He's Kenneth Fareed when Kenneth Fareed was balling, but I really want to say that he does a little bit more than Kenneth Fareed. Yeah. He's but, a much better. He's defender. a heart, but he's a heart and soul of the Clippers right now. And with that energy, Harris and Gallinari could slack off, and and you can you can watch Trez go on a run himself. 
down low. He's he he is feisty down there. Yeah, they've got the they got the pick and roll with him and Lou Williams out of that second unit. And this may this may sound crazy because I know how good Lou Williams is. Um, but I think that Trez has been as important to to this team as Lou has. Like oh, abs- like absolutely. like Lou Lou's still doing his thing. Lou's very good, but they're not as successful if, if they're not getting this out of Trez every night. So I I think like you know I, we're not going to do awards because it's November. But in terms of just important six men right now, like I think Montrez Harrell is right there with Lou. Well, Zach, you got to look at it too like this: how rosters are set up. Most guys want to start, and these yeah. guys is. You know, these guys are coming off the bench and are very effective with the second unit and, and are, are closing the games out. Like, you know, you got Gortat starting. But Tresrell knows what he has to do when he comes in. He knows what what's expected of him. He's down there banging. He's getting extra opportunities, hustling. He's screaming during dunks. He's active. You got Lou Williams, smoother than Cat Hair. I call him Cat Hair Lou. Cat Hair Lou out here bombing threes, you know, Cutting through defenders, making the shots look easy and effortless. I, I mean, they're they're a fun team to watch. I mean, and the fact that they had a better record than the Lakers, I'm I'm really surprised. Yeah, and and in terms of the Spurs, you know, they're struggling a little bit. Um, you know, they're still trying to find their way. I think offensively, even though uh, you know early in the season defense was a problem, I think they've corrected the defense a little bit, even though they gave up 116 to the Clippers tonight. But they just there's a little bit of cohesiveness out there. Obviously, the Dejounte Murray injury hurts. Uh, uh, Walker being out hurts. Lonnie Walker being out hurts. So they have some depth issues, but uh, they gotta they gotta pull it together in a more Spursian way. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that definitely makes them take a step back with the injuries. But you want to see, like, I mean, at this point, they're very thin. They're very thin, and Pop is just kind of trying new things. And the overhauls, Aldridge and DeRozan, if Aldridge is having a bad game and DeRozan has a game, that doesn't guarantee that they're, they're going to win a game. These, In order for the Spurs to be successful, both of their big-time players are going to have to step up. Yeah. And it's just, it's weird seeing this team, you know, kind of struggle to execute late in games. Like they, uh, you know, I think they're still trying to figure things out. Uh, DeRozan had the big turnover at the end when, when they had a chance to tie this up and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they're relying a little bit too much on guys like Rudy Gay and Bryn Forbes who were fine. They were good tonight, but there's a, there's a tipping point with what, what those guys can do for you. All right, guys, let's update you on some of the shows from this week. We had the new bomb go up today. We had, uh, we have nerd. She wrote mailbag coming up and speaking of the mailbag there will be no mailbag on friday but we're gonna have a special thanksgiving edition for wednesday thursday of next week that way you can get away from your family get into that turkey coma and uh and kind of enjoy us yelling at each other over stuff like his cereal soup and uh and what our favorite uh what our favorite nick cage movies are i guess this is just topics that i'm interested in but we're gonna yell about it all on thanksgiving what our favorite side dishes are and all that stuff so be sure to lock into the back-to-back podcast feed. Be sure to lock into the BOMM feed. Go ahead and you know lock into the Daily Ding feed. Kian Fahey's Interceptable podcast. House of Strauss, a great House of Strauss this week with Amin Al-Hassan, Andy Liu, and uh, some guy named Jimmy Filet who sounds a lot like me. So be sure to check out all those shows. All right, third game on the night, third and final game, Trey. Ooh, this was a bloodbath. 138-93. Nuggets over the Hawks. Now it wasn't quite as bad as the 50 point loss by the uh, jazz to the Mavericks, but it wasn't far from it. Uh, Jamal Murray was benched, but he's apparently going to start on, on Saturday. Murray! Uh, he came off the bench, 15 points, five assists, four rebounds in 23 minutes. Uh, 
you know who you know who had a 25 point game trade. Hit me with the Wancho. Wancho. 25 Listen. points, nine rebounds in the start. Paul Millsap at 18 and nine. Jokic 12, nine and seven. Uh, just a just a beatdown. Just an ugly, ugly game for the Hawks. Like we know the Hawks are bad, but uh, man, Trey Young is two for 11 in this game. Six points, five turns. Like he was terrible. He's been terrible lately. I mean, I don't, I don't think it's him. I think it's the adjustments and the break, the tough breaks of the NBA season. You ain't, you're going to get your highs and lows. I think that he's going to have to watch more game film. He's yeah. going to have to make more adjustments to fit his game because everyone knows that he likes to settle for his three. He likes to set guys up when he is doubled. But everybody, all they're doing is rotating over and they're making adjustments. So he has to find a better way to score. But I'm not going to hang the kid. He's, you know, he's seeing different defenses every night and he'll make his adjustments. And and we know Lynn Sanity's back. 16 points off the off the bench, Trey. Lynn yeah, Sanity's I mean, back. It's been here. I, I mean, I don't know about the Lynn Sanity, but I will say <laughs> that, uh, you know, that's good for Jeremy Lynn to have a good game, you know, especially coming off his injury last year. And yeah. You know, some positivity going that way. Um, still, Trey Young's not worried about Lynn bringing, breathing down his neck. No, I'd actually um, like to see them them play together more, uh, just because I want to see Trey Young a little bit off the ball, so he doesn't have to he doesn't have to dribble so much in his shots. I know he's comfortable doing that, but just give him a couple of in rhythm catch and shoot moments throughout a game, maybe maybe kind of bring that confidence back. Yeah, I mean, at this point, you know, Bembry and Young can't go two and six they can't they can't they can't combine for a total of eight points no no matter if they're playing the worst team in the league or the best team in the league they got to score buckets and this team this so this offense is solely ran through those two at this point i mean baysmore had a good game spellman had a double double and then you know obviously lynn lynn kind of you know strived and you know at this point i mean they're not trying to make the playoffs tomorrow they're not trying to I see this team as a lotto team and, you know, they're going to continue to get, to improve and Trey Young's going to continue to get experience under his belt and maybe have a, you know, a, a better sophomore year. So yeah. at this point, and- I'm just, I'm just only watching him. Sorry to cut you off. I'm, I'm only watching him at this point to see, you know, if he can tap in with some of his potential that that's there. Yeah, absolutely. And then for Denver, like, Look, this is a game they should absolutely win at home. This is a game they should win big at home. I don't know about 45 points, but it's it's a game they should dominate. But they were coming off three straight losses. They have a tough schedule coming up. Like it wasn't a must win, but it wasn't not a must win. Like this was something that they had to kind of correct things with. And I'm glad to see that they did it just because uh, you know, you can get in your own head early on if you start giving away these games or not not playing up to your ability. Like you can't play down to your competition. You can only play up to your competition if you want to be a really good team. So I was I was glad that they kind of bounced back with that. And then I was gonna apologize because last night I screwed up on an eleven game slate. We only went over ten games. I forgot that the Grizzlies beat the Bucks one sixteen one thirteen. And I would love to say some really nice things about the Grizzlies right now because they're playing really well. They beat the Bucks. That's a great win in Milwaukee. Like that's their first home loss of the season. I want to say nice things, but I had so many Memphis fans complaining to me on Twitter, whining. I thought Memphis people were supposed to be tough, Trey, and instead they were just whining all day. So instead of saying nice things about them, I'm just going to make this this snarky comment, and then we're going to move on to line of the night. <laughs> line Go of the ahead. night, we got we got a couple of 
We got a oh, you made the snarky comment already. <laughs> oh, my, oh, my snarky comment is that I'm not mentioning this team at all. And you oh, know what? Man. I'm not going to mention them next week either. Happy Thanksgiving. How about that? Oh, Line man. of the night. DeMar DeRozan, 34.6 rebounds, five assists, but a loss, or one, Juancho Hernan Gomez with 25 and nine and a W. Who you got? You know who I'm rolling with. DeMar DeRozan slash Juancho. So I'm going to split this tonight. Because, obviously, this ain't all DeMar's fault. His stat line was the best tonight. But we only reward winners. So, Wancho gets the line of the night. There it is. Thanks for waking up with us again. You can hit all our feeds back-to-back. B-O-M-M, Daily Ding, Interceptables, House of Strauss, all that good stuff. Go to CountTheDings.com. Go to Patreon.com slash CountTheDings. And, by the way, uh, check out for maybe some tickets going on sale for maybe a certain Northeast city, uh, the day at, or the Monday after Thanksgiving, that cyber Monday, maybe just keep it locked into the count the dings, uh, Twitter account and Jade Hoy's Twitter account. Thank you again for, for, uh, waking up with us. Thank you again for, for making us a part of your morning for enjoying us while you enjoy your ego waffles, go brush your teeth, go to work. It's one month anniversary, Zach. It's a one-month anniversary? Oh, how about that? Happy one month to us. Nice. What a great job, I'm going to say. And, uh, you know, get that Friday work out of the way so you can enjoy the weekend. You can come back Monday morning and listen to us again. Hit it with us, Stray. We love you, Melo. Ding, ding.